dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan and not with me in the house across the street is Heather Parry, my co-host. Hello. Did I say my name? Yeah. Did I? I don't Who know. are you? What's happening? <laughs> Can I just point <laughs> out, pals, it is like just after 3 p.m. and we have booze. What is, <laughs> and it's Monday, what even is tears? <laughs> tears. What, what even is time anymore? <laughs> you know, last week I was like, um, I'm not going to drink Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, because, you know, Why I sort of... Why that last week? <laughs> <laughs> well, extenuating... I'm pretty sure you said it, just... it on Wednesday and you were, like, starting today. <laughs> <laughs> no, last week I didn't do it. The problem is, it's been really lovely um, weather in Glasgow. Like, I realised this happened last year because this is about the last the time that I moved to Glasgow and it was like beautiful weather for three weeks when we moved in. So we've been getting beautiful late afternoon light coming into our living room. Um, and I sort of instituted cocktail hour as a, as a positive thing against all the shit that's going on. Um, and that just gets to be a really good habit, doesn't it? And then you're like, well, even if I just have one and then you're like, no, nah, well, it's probably still not a good idea. I just feel like... To me, like, my brain is like, if I have a drink, then I'm just done for the day. Like, I've never understood how people can have, like, a glass of wine with lunch and then go back to work. Like, that, that is a sign that I am finished for the day. <laughs> I can't do subsequent work after that. Well, this is all my work for the day. Right? I've got a crochet I've written, this, but... I've written 600 words of my novel. Not very nice. good words, but I wrote them. Uh, discovered that Stephanie Mayer ripped off my book cover. And now we're <laughs> recording a podcast. So I feel like that's a lot for a Monday. I have sent some emails, um, lifted some heavy things, and taken the receipt of 48 toilet rolls. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ethical toilet rolls. Oh, Dick, from Who Gives a Crap, we get those as well. From who Gives a Crap. I, I got the premium. <gasps> Tell me if it's different. Have you had the regular? Well, I'll come over and have a poo at your okay, house. We'll, we'll do a swap. the regular. Swap then... I'll throw my... <laughs> bog standard, ha ha ha. My bog hey. standard toilet roll into your window, and you can throw your one premium toilet roll to my window. Well, maybe I'll throw half a premium because then it'll be uh, worth the same amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you're negging me about toilet roll. <laughs> I, I, I still get that thing where I'm like, ooh, six pounds more. Ooh, premium. Shall we? Like, I'm playing for like a, a first class play. Treat myself. <laughs> And the things that I'm treating myself to have really changed. Like I bought joggies, which I've never owned since I was a child. And I bought um, fancy pajamas. Normally nice. I buy like a dress or a pair of boots, but no, why would I do that? I spent £25 on a cock board. Yeah, that's, they see you coming, mate. It's a, it's a really <laughs> nice cock board. <laughs> They're like, it's usually four quid. Oh, it's Heather Parry. <laughs> <laughs> it's smoke talk. I don't even, that, I mean, that does sound premium, but I don't know what it means. It's like if someone <laughs> said to me, this is smoked milk, I'd be like, oh, wow. And I don't even know what it means. Smoke is expensive, so yeah, it must be pork. <laughs> Maybe the toilet paper's smoked. Maybe. 
just smell of anal burning from now on. Mm-mm-mm. Well, if I smell something coming in the window, I know where it comes from. <laughs> Every flat surface in my house is now just covered in toilet paper because there's so much of it that comes at once. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, we live in a flat. <laughs> need to poop more. Actually, I don't know if you and David could poop more. It's vegan. You would be yeah. inside out. Oh, oh, like a wet sock. Uh. Oh. Anyway, what uh, we've, we've just waffled. What, what's this poop talk? Gin talk. <laughs> what's our podcast about? So oh, it's the end of season six. Is that oh right? God. Yeah. Is that right? Let me Must check. Must be, eh? No. How have we not murdered each other? No, Fuck I think yes. it is. It is. Heather, we've read 60. <laughs> 60 point. Not even. Because we've also done the Patreon episodes. We've read like 80 90s teen horror books. Yeah. What is this doing to our brains? You know, you used to get those adverts like your brain on drugs. Kirsty, we've just talked about shit for about five minutes and then you're asking what this has done to our brains. Oh, I don't know. Who could tell? Well, we'll never know. (laughs) And previous to starting this recording, I told you I can no longer tell left from right. And also we've been talking about goats and sheep. So I think it's very clear. You did rise to my challenge of showing me (laughs) a picture that I wouldn't be able to tell if it was a goat or a sheep. I think I was doing quite well, but then you did find one that was a bit tricky. It was a bit of a cheat because it's an Angora goat, so they grow fleece. You tricked me. I did. (laughs) (laughs) You had a trick goat. (laughs) I almost sent you the cross between a sheep and a goat, which is called a geep, which is my favourite fact of the day. I want a geep now. Let's get talking about books okay. i've put them in the right order so we're ready can you remember just off the top of your head can you remember a single book that we did this season hang on we did nightmare hair truth or death yes nightmare hair the initiation wow mm-hmm. uh oh, hurt die die hard dead hard something hurt the one with the budgie on the front hide and seek hide that was the one <laughs> Dead hard hurt. Yep. <laughs> Hiding dead. Yep. <laughs> Hiding hurt. Um, we did a robot Stein that was rubbish. Um, I mean, that could be any of them. You know? <laughs> you, um, I think you're referring to a beach party. The dead. No, the dead girlfriend. Oh, yeah, we did that as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, beach party as well. I'm up to like beach five. Party. Yeah, I know. Well done. Um, I feel like we did another hoe. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did the accident the accident um i can't believe you're forgetting the best one oh, uh, house of bones oh yeah mm-hmm. and there was um, an unleashed as well that was a point horror unleashed oh god i can't remember that the other you're forgetting the now. best ones the two worst books well we'll see if we think that they're the worst Go on. You've remembered eight of them. That's amazing. I'm so impressed. You'll be, you'll, no, let's just go through and you'll get a surprise when you get to them. Oh, there's Rosie clicking about. <laughs> Thanks, Rosie. Okay, so first of all, we did The Accident by Diane yes. Ho, um, which was about Juliet, this purple mist girl <laughs> in the mirror who appeared in Megan's mirror. And then she asked Megan to change places with her. But then Juliet sort of, took over her life and that's it really wasn't it i was i it was a good concept i love this cover 
it is a great cover it's so it's really like very retro it's like you know those um kind of classic 80s and 90s trash horror covers because it's really garish so it's got <clears throat> this bright green font the accident which is like looks like a insect legs or something that's a real 90s green yeah well. it really is it really is and then it's got like the purple sky and then the blue water like the water that's no water has ever been that color and like <laughs> there's a boat and a hand is coming up out of the water and uh it's great i remember loving this cover when i was a kid like this was one of my favorite ones when i was a kid wasn't the issue with this that um it didn't make sense like it had nothing to do yeah. with the accident the plot had nothing to do with the accident yeah, because the problem was, so it started out with um, t- these three girls being in a car accident. And then that just really had no relevance to anything. Because also Juliet was like doing all these things, like uh, making her little brother like skate into the front of a truck and getting her dad to fall off a ladder. Yeah. Remember this? And then, and then you're like, why? Why are <clears> you doing any of this? Yeah, and like... There, wasn't there an issue about like she could feel things even though she wasn't a body? Yeah. Or like, so then why a, would you need a body? Yeah, when she was a ghost, she could like pick things up and move things, and you're like, mm. so what? What is the relevance of them need, needing a body? Oh, remember when we talked about the ethics of? It's heavily implied that she fucks Megan's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, is that wrong? <laughs> But it, because it was suggested that Megan had not fucked her boyfriend. Yeah. and Which is wrong, I think. I think it is. But now I'm just thinking about, like, you know, because I'm in a relationship with an identical twin. That's the closest you would ever get in real life to that situation. And it just seems so wrong. Do you think you would know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. Why? They're just different people. Hmm. Um... I have been touched by James and it was not a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> right away, no. You know, there's always a, a plot line in like bad films where it's, it's actually someone else or whatever. And I just think you would know instantly, like if it was dark and someone came into bed and we started having sex, like you would know within a second if it was your partner or not. Like someone they you've wouldn't. had sex with hundreds of times, like, you're going to know if it's them. You've got... You've got your kind of like little routines, you know what each other likes, you know that like if you're going to do this for a while, then you're probably going to do that. But if not, they'll probably do, you know what I mean? You'll just know, like, or like you could do. The other person might say something that you would be like, why would you ever say that? Oh my God, that reminds me of, um, you've not really seen Seinfeld, have you? No, I've only seen a few episodes of it. <laughs> There's an episode where the girl he's dating is like really into dirty talk. And he's not really into it, but she's like really egging him on to do it. And he ends up saying like the weirdest thing, which is uh, she says something about her panties. And he goes, oh, yeah, the panties your mother laid out for you. (laughs) 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 The whole episode is about this like one horrible line that just sort of came out of his mouth. (laughs) I just think as well, like there are certain. So my friend, a friend of mine. um, I, won't, I was about to say her name, but then I was like, maybe I won't. <laughs> because she has a double life. She's a very highly respected academic and also writes erotica. Don't know if she mm-hmm. listens to this. If you do, hi. Um, and, uh, so we talk a lot about like certain words in erotica that you 
that just immediately close your vagina and make you go, no, no, don't like that anymore. But it's different for both of us. So like things that she thinks are gross, I think are fine and vice versa. So like, I hate the word pussy. Like right. in real life or in erotica, if the character or the, the person, <laughs> if it's in real life, it's like, show me a pussy. I'm just like, oh, yuck. Oh, panties. Show, show panties me as well. I mean, show me is gross, but like panties is gross. Like just mm. certain words that I'm like, oh, yuck. I, I think like it's, it. like for it. me, it's not like any particular word. It's just like people being bad at it. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like I, anyone who's been on any kind of dating app, I'm sure would have this experience where like you, like you might be having quite like a, you know, erotic, erotically charged conversation or anyone who's been in like a long distance relationship and the guy, because it's always guys who are really bad at it, will just be like, oh yeah, that's hot. And you're like, oh stop it okay thanks where's your narrative come on <laughs> build a story what's the character <laughs> okay so the accident you know it was all right don't think we hated <clears throat> it i had its issues but i think we? i enjoyed reading it yeah i mean i'm just being swayed by the cover i mean it's such a long time ago that we read it i should also say the, the reason that the reason the reason that we front-loaded all these episodes and recorded them all in advance was that Around this time, Heather was going to be on a one-month writing residency in a castle, and I was going to be visiting my uncle and aunt in Brooklyn. Uh, needless to say, those things did not happen. Yeah. Maybe yeah. next year. Maybe next year. You know, you know. Never mind. So just to explain why we did that. Okay. So then we had Nightmare Hair, The no. Initiation. Terrible. It's such an awful cover. I hate it. It's like too brown. I just think it's... <clears throat> it's ugly and it also heavily implies book burning like <laughs> I love how close movie. you hold you hold the books to the camera like I can see like two letters <laughs> in the cover and that's it it's because the picture of me on my screen is very <laughs> tiny so it, like to me I assume that's very small that's perfect <laughs> okay it, it really is like I'm on the phone with your great aunt Edith I know she was trying to show, she'd found some old family pictures and she was trying to show them to us, but she doesn't understand how to flip the camera on her phone. So she was trying to look at us on her phone screen and also show us the picture at the same time, much like I'm doing, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is this cover. What do you think of this one? Um, I hate it. I hated it. I hated it. Cool. I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so this book was about Molly. Remember Molly? Don't hate me because no. I'm beautiful. Oh, it's so perfect. Like, it's not her fault that everybody. It's not her fault. Her. It's not her no. fault. She didn't ask to be perfect, Heather. None of us did. <laughs> <laughs> so she has. She sounds like a character in a book that I read once, who literally writes one thing, never edits it, and then is massively successful just based on that one thing. Oh, yeah. How unrealistic. So, <laughs> do you know what? Maybe that's what everyone else is doing. Maybe I'm the only schmuck that's, like, working. Oh, no, it's definitely everyone me else. as well. <laughs> Maybe we're the only schmucks that are actually working. Maybe everyone else just does one thing and then coasts and then on that for the rest of their life. Enormously successful. I resent their success. 
I resent yep. them generally. I resent them in general. So Molly writes this article for the paper and then immediately gets a job on the, the very highly respected school paper slash literary magazine. Oh, God, yeah, it's all coming back to me. There was, there was so, you know, like iconic, pardon me, and well-defined and people love it. It's such an important paper and it was issue two. Yeah, don't know how that worked. Does anyone <clears throat> proofread these books? Come on. I think, I think Diane Ho was on a very tight schedule for these books and I think she didn't give a fuck to be quite, bra- to be quite blank. Yep. To be quite blank, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell I have not been speaking that much? <laughs> People that I'm not married to for quite a long time. <laughs> Don't know what I'm saying anymore. So there were lots of parts where she was clearly just filling pages in a Robot Stein way. Like when someone puts river mud in Molly's car and then we spend about five pages describing how they clean the car and like, now so-and-so is coming to help clean the car. Now this guy's gone to get some buckets. Now this other girl's gone to get a sponge. But like for five pages? Too much. That's four and three quarter pages too many. And do you know what? Even with all that filling pages and all that wiffle waffle, and it's only 188 pages and there were so many characters. So many. This, this reminds me of that bit. Um, I introduced David to the brilliant series of videos that you put me onto, which is a lukewarm defense of 50 shades of gray. They're so good. Um, and they're really, really good and like very nuanced and intelligent and like, uh, just really good viewing. And he talks about how, um, when they arrange to go on a date, there's seven whole pages about arranging who's going in whose car to go to this coffee. <laughs> and then isn't there also when they go and stay in a hotel, there's like pages and pages of who's going to be in what room in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not relevant to anything. Are we sure she's not Diane Ho? I couldn't say for sure. <laughs> I, no, I don't know. <laughs> Yale James is Diane Ho. Plot <gasps> twist. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Yale James uh, sounds like a fascinating character based on those mm. videos. Yeah, Not horrible. In a good way. Please don't sue me, E.L. James. Oh, I'm sure you yeah. help charities and things. You better have, because you've got a lot That's of money. Yeah. Although to be fair, yeah. I can't really slag her off because her books, and actually Twilight, I think the Twilight books are published by my publisher. I can slag her off. You can, but I can't because like every time I go and see my publisher and they take me out for lunch or whatever, that's almost definitely stephanie mayer or el james money i've not had a penny of it so <laughs> i can say that she's awful <laughs> she'll sue you horrible she'll person take your 25 pound pin board away <laughs> <laughs> not the cork board <laughs> anything but the cork board it's all i've got left <laughs> well all i've got is about 200 point horror books so <laughs> who is the oh, yeah. real loser <laughs> that one was terrible it was not good are we going to go through them all and then we'll do comparison? Yeah, go on then. Go on then. Oh, I hate this cover. So this the Cunning is, Man, the of course. The Cunning Man. The Cunning Man. Oh, why Ted did Glenn. I say that? <laughs> I don't know. Imagine his face coming. Oh, I no. think that is it. <laughs> if I was fucking a guy, I don't think I would fuck a guy that looked like that, but if I was fucking yeah. a guy and he did that face and then said, I just came, I'd be quite disturbed. 
a completely expressionless face. He looks like he's from Liverpool. Does he? Yeah. Why? You, <laughs> you're looking at the back of the book, so I'm like... But his face is also from the back. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> That's why I'm looking at the back. I was like, she's forgotten how books work. <laughs> she's holding it upside down. When should I tell her? <laughs> um, I can't remember what happened in this. Well, that, that was the problem. It wasn't a terrible book. <laughs> it just was quite boring. Do you remember there was the, um, the wreckers, the people who have the lights on the shore and then the ships get wrecked on the shore, and you were angry about that, even though that was the only bit of the book that was actually true. Correct, yeah. <laughs> I, was was just... about, I don't really remember how the cunning man came into it. I remember that it was about a girl called Finn who had two brothers, and they had just moved to uh, Wales, I think? from England somewhere. Oh yeah, yep, yep, it's coming back to me. And there was this legend about a shipwreck and she found mm. seaweed on the windowsill and I've forgotten the rest. Oh, and the, it was coming up, the sea, the sea's always coming to get you. Yeah. Coming to take you back. And they, they lived at Viper Rock, <laughs> apparently. I didn't remember it Sounds that. like a queer bar. I would go there. Like a rock. Bet Michelle Rodriguez goes there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you don't fancy her. Um, <clears throat> actually, that's fine. We'll never fight over a woman. It's good. It's for the best. Um, oh, yeah. So, Heather, not Heather, you're Heather. Sarah and I have been re-watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And it's very different from through 36-year-old eyes than it was through, like, 16, 17-year-old eyes. Like, some characters fare well and some do not. Like, Xander is a oh, irritating dickhole. But, like, I remember thinking he was quite funny and charming at the time. I mean, to be fair, we're only halfway through season two, so maybe he'll change. But, like, he is so fucking obnoxious. And also a real shithead to Willow, because he knows that she's into him and just, like, toys with her. Is Willow into him? I can't remember that. Yeah, until she meets Oz. Oh, God. And See, I... Lesbian. I, I, stopped watching, by, I, don't know. I stopped watching after um, Seth Green left. Oh, that was quite early. We'll see. I don't know. We're still quite early days in our rewatch. But yeah, Xander does not fare well. Willow fares really well because I remember thinking she was quite boring when I watched her as a teenager. But now she's very funny and says what everybody's thinking. Um, Giles is hot. Giles was always hot. I did not find Giles hot at the time. I just thought he was old. And now I find him hot because he's like much closer to my age than any of the other characters. Do you know that thing about um, he invited like a trans teen to his like farm? Really? Recently? No, it was or a few years ago. And, if, and in fact, I think the kid is now like quite a well-known like poet. Wow. Like, performance poet. Yeah, I think, um, I, I don't know the kid's name. I, I wish I could remember it, but they were like a massive fan of Buffy growing up and like reached out to Giles, whose name is Anthony Showhead, <clears throat> Tony Head to his friends, um, and was like, my family isn't like accepting me or my friends aren't and I'm having a really hard time. So Tony Head invited him to like spend the day um, like on, on his farm with his wife. Wow. And he's like, loads of pictures of it and they just had like the best time. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, he, I Isn't do it? find him like a lot hotter now and like very cute as well. He's like very funny. Um, I still don't I fancy d- Angel and never will. 
No, I think I'll, I, I don't think I will. I also think... But definitely not Spike either. No, he's, Spike is hot because we just um, watched the first episode that Spike's in and we both were like, wow, he's still hot. That's because you've got hideous taste in men. <laughs> like criminally bad no, taste in men. I disagree. Yeah. Oh, I watched it. I saw a clip of it the other day come up on Twitter and it was like he'd, it, maybe it was an episode where they lost all their memories. So he, you know, Giles was like something about maybe you're English and he was like, yeah, all right, governor, I can down the pit for the chimney. And I was like, I just generally makes me kill you. <laughs> I think I also realized that in Spike's early scenes, he was always with Drusilla who does the worst English accent I've ever heard in my entire life. So his accent sounded really good in comparison. And it was only later when he wasn't with her that you started to think, oh, actually, his English accent is not great either. Also terrible. Yeah, but it's just it was not as bad as hers. <laughs> Spike, can you bring me all the pretty birdies? <laughs> yeah, but no, you need to put more vowels in. There was one where she was like, oi, mongry. <laughs> She's like a fucking... <laughs> Victorian orphan. Why are they all cockney as well? <laughs> when I lived in Canada, someone like did an impression of me, and this is you, this is how I sound. You more than anyone know who I sound, how I sound. And um, I used to have quite a strong Yorkshire accent, which is mainly gone now. And then I I said something, and they did it back at me, and it was like Dick Van Dyke in fucking Mary Poppins, and I was like, is what's going into your ears? Like, because it can't be this it can't be what i'm doing like there is another accent in the uk than cockney in fact there are several <laughs> dozens i would say <laughs> <laughs> i think people just struggle like i've never had anyone be able to do my accent either which understandably it is a strange accent so it's difficult to do but i do fucking talk a lot so if you need to hear it there are lots of opportunities <laughs> to hear it you can look up on YouTube. In fact, do you know, if you look on YouTube, half the videos are me and half are a pole dancer called Kirsty Logan. Half of all videos on YouTube are you all this pole yeah. dancer. <laughs> all, of, all of YouTube. All right, are we ready? I can't believe you forgot this one, Heather. Oh my God, the, the boy, boy next door. Next door. <laughs> yeah, fair play. The boy next door. I fucking loved how shit this book was. It was so, so bad. Remind us about this book. Oh my God. No, you're going to have to read from the back to remind me. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Randy's friends think she'll be scared when her father goes away and leaves her home alone. The house is large and ramshackle and built on a deserted street. That doesn't make sense. But Randy says she'll be fine. And she is. Until Julian moves in next door. <sighs> now being alone is the least of her worries. Randy has many new friends these days. Fear is her constant companion while dread lurks outside demanding to be let in. And thanks to Julian, it seems that horror is to be a permanent house guest. That's actually a good blurb. Like props to whoever wrote that blurb. That is fun. It's also better than the book. Well, exactly. <laughs> it promises a much better book than we actually got. Yeah. The only so good has, thing about this is the stained glass cover. Yeah, it's quite good, isn't it? But do you remember the opening, the opening scene where we first meet Julian? And Randy goes, I think she goes to take the bin out. And then Julian, like, comes at her and, like, front grabs her, like, grabs her with his arms around her, but, like, face to face, and starts going, ha-ha. Hee hee, 
Hoo-hoo. <laughs> Remember that? Of course. Yeah, why wouldn't you? That's a but normal greeting. But then she really fancies them. Because why wouldn't you? Because that's hot. I mean, come on. Doesn't everyone Aha. fancy that? Hoo-hoo. <laughs> and then she finds that he's just been squatting in the house next door and he has stolen her personalised phone pad and some cheese. <sighs> personalised phone pad is just brilliant as well. I mean, I treasure mine. <laughs> I was thinking about someone the other day. Oh, that was it. Um, someone who angrily called someone else's home phone to have a go at them for something they'd said don't online. Do that. I mean, don't call someone, but don't call the home phone. I know, and I was sitting there thinking, I do not know what I would do if someone How would call my... How did they even get their number? I know, I don't know, but I was like, imagine if someone called my home phone, and I was like, you have not had a home phone in about 12 years. No one has a home phone anymore. We've got one, but the ringer is off. Because it was only ever like spam callers that called. So I just right. switched the ringer off. We don't even have a phone. No, I mean, why would you? I wouldn't know what the number is. <laughs> There's no need. Yeah. I don't, don't need do more that. people to get me. Don't do that, pals. Don't call people's home phones to harass them. Or any of their phones, in fact. No, no just don't harass people. Just leave people alone. Just leave, leave Brittany, Brittany alone. alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Randy alone. Oh my God, I wish we'd left Randy alone. Well, Jesus. we didn't. So that was the end of that. Um, next up we had, oh yes, beach party. Not beach house, which we've already done, but beach party. From what I remember, there wasn't really much about a beach party either. Um, I'm not even convinced they, there is a beach party. Well, it's not all. the central part of the... Oh yeah, no, Maybe I don't go think there to a is. Party at some point. So yeah, this one was about Anne Marie, who comes to stay at Karen's apartment in LA, and they meet Jerry, who is this sort of bland. Who I'm picturing is who's that guy, that actor called Jerry, who's in Scream Two or Three, oh, that you fancy because you have terrible taste. I fancy a Jerry. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Connor. Jerry O'Connor? Yeah. Wait, I'm Googling. He's in Scream 2 and he's like the boyfriend guy. Jerry O'Connell? Yeah, is that what I said? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm picturing as him. And there's also Vince, who is Billy Idol. (laughs) Who I also find. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's mine. I get the weird goth boys, you get the American football players. That's the way it works. (laughs) No, I don't want that. Well, that's that's how the cookie crumbles, Heather. I'm sorry. No, no. Okay. Yes. Um, also, I'll have Michelle. Rod- I'll have like the butch women who punch things, and you can have the ones with the dark curly hair. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so um, that's what we had. Vince is apparently he's deliciously dangerous, but he was really just an asshole, and he would like frighten her on purpose. And um, anyway, the twist was that Jerry had a borderline personality disorder, I think. Oh, yeah. Or he... The mental health (laughs) in this is bad. Which we could say with, uh, of any book. 
I mean, yeah, but especially bad. And then she ends up with Vince at the end, even though he frightens her on purpose because mm. he only frightens you because he loves you, Heather. He is almost like a quintessential point horror, isn't it? This, I would like, say, yeah. This one is everything. absolute classic. And we're not saying this in a good way. No, but I guess That's we can <laughs> discuss that when we do which one's the pointiest. Like, this one is pretty fucking pointy. <laughs> and also, sorry, it was set in LA, and I remember as a teenager thinking that was, like, the fucking coolest thing. To, like, be yeah. on a beach in LA. Which now I mean, the, is the my beach. hellscape, basically. <laughs> the beaches in LA are fine. It's just all the rest of it. But it's the people on the beaches, I think, would be the issue. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot this one as well. Demon. Oh, no. Demon. <laughs> Demon by Samantha oh. Lee, who appears to have only written one point horror, and I guess we know why. Look how big that book is compared to like a regular point horror. It's about three times the size. And I'm so angry about it, how long it took to read such a shit book. I think you repressed it. I also think, can we look at this picture properly? Because do you know what we didn't really notice at the time? It's how pixelated the cover image is. I think they've used clip art. <laughs> yeah, I think it's clip art. <laughs> Done in Microsoft Word. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy about it. It came out in like 2000, didn't it? So it was like yeah, new it's vote, like a reboot. Yeah, which it says and on the back something about point horror just gets better, which I fundamentally disagree with. Yeah. The I, early ones are the best ones. Yeah, of course they were. And then it got played out. And then, yeah, this was just like, it was, she thought she was being, to use a term I, I really hate now, woke. Mm -hmm. But she was actually just being massively racist. <laughs> yeah. Do you think and it kind was of like... like that was like about as woke as white people got in 2003. Maybe. No, horribly. I hated Possibly. it. I just hated it, Kirsty. So it was about <clears throat> an evil dream catcher <laughs> that grants your wishes, which is, I'm fairly certain not what anybody has ever said that dream catchers are for. <laughs> I think Stephen King might have said that. Oh, maybe that's where she got it from. No, he was not correct. <laughs> I don't have any patience for Stephen King anymore. I don't know why. I, I guess I used to have, be a more patient reader, but every time I start reading one of his books, I'm like, can you get to the fucking point? <laughs> in fact, I read one recently. I read Pet Cemetery because I was in Finland and the library there only had, I mean, why would they have a lot of books in English? Because it's in Finland. But they only had about 10 books in English. And one of them was that book, Pet Cemetery. And I started reading it and then about halfway through I was confused because it seemed to do a time jump. Like, you know, he was at one place and then in the next chapter he was in a completely different place. And I realized that someone had ripped out or it had fallen out about a hundred pages from the middle of the book. <laughs> um, but I just kept reading and I don't feel like I missed anything. That's why Carrie is so good. Yeah. Because it's short. I haven't read any, I had a real thing for him when I was about 17. Like I really just loved his books. And then I, the last one I read was The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon and I didn't finish it because it was just shit. And now I think he just writes far too much and people can't tell him. I just think as well, I think the worst one of his that I read and I actually gave up on him after this because I think he's done some really good books. Like Misery is really good. The Shining is good. Carrie is good. A lot of his novellas are good. Like um, The Running Man. I know everyone thinks it's like the naff film but the book is actually really good and scary um the Shawshank long walk Redemption. is really good Shawshank Redemption is good like his sorry I'm gonna sneeze hang on <coughs> excuse me um 
I think he's good, but I read recently one of his that was called Elevation, which is basically like a rewrite of Thinner, because Thinner is about a guy who gets a very un-PC, quote, gypsy curse put on him. And he becomes like thinner and thinner and thinner until he dies. And in this one, this guy becomes lighter and lighter and lighter until he like floats away. And it's a shame because, you know, you see this phenomenon quite a lot lately of like the sort of lefty, liberal, old white guys try to be, they try and be lefty, but they get it really, really badly wrong. And they sort Hmm. of haven't realized that they are a bit outdated and that's cool. But just like stay in your lane, slay in your lane and just like do your thing. But he was like, no, I'm not going to do my thing. I'm going to write some lesbian characters. And it was bad. They were, <laughs> they were not good lesbian characters. And he tried really hard. And I guess, I guess props for that. Like, good for you for including some lesbian characters. But they were just so badly written. Like, one of them, they were like the lesbian characters in Bound, except without the tongue-in-cheekness. Wait, was one vagina and one butt? Yeah. Because if not, then I can't get on board with that one was vagina and one was butt like one of them she like <laughs> lady lady and butt <laughs> yeah lady and butt lady and butt so the lady one she like wore dresses and she was really nice and she was oh, never had a bad word to say about anyone and she like baked a lot and then but she was like kind of aggressive and very sporty <laughs> and would like call people out of their homophobia and because you know that in every lesbian couple one's the girl and one's the boy there's a lady and there's a butt, and that's there's just the way it is, butt. man. <laughs> it's just how it is. I know, and I have to say, like, I'm sure people think I'm the lady in my relationship. I'm sorry, I'm the butt. <laughs> Annie's I always the lady. say that about you. <laughs> Annie's the lady and I'm the butt. Like, maybe I'm the one that has the makeup and the dresses, but I'm definitely the butt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we cleverly avoided having to talk about demon anymore it was just not very good to be honest yeah it was one of the like in fact i was it even says that on the cover i was gonna say it's one of those be careful what you wish for stories but that's literally the tagline of the book oh my god Yeah. like she makes wishes and they go wrong anyway it wasn't very good okay then we had hide and seek by jane mcfan very good not very pointy yeah it was quite like, if you're going to go back and listen to that one and you haven't listened yet, like, content warning, because it does describe an abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah and a, an abusive parent mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. But it was really well written. Yeah, it, it was a good... Really a, it's not mm-hmm. really a horror book. No, it was, it was a good book, but it wasn't, it wasn't really a point horror book. At all. No, and it was, like, all, almost all told in flashback as well. Mm. About this girl growing up with this tyrant father a great artist yeah yeah Yeah. and her sad mom and Mm -hmm. it was quite it was a sad book it didn't feel very pointy though okay then we had a point horror unleashed called house of bones oh my god uh real estate terror (laughs) agent drama (laughs) where i actually really liked this i know it was good fun actually it felt very, like, I really got into horror in, like, the 90s and 2000s when I was a teenager, and this felt like very 90s horror. Yeah, and it was really English. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it had references to Battenberg cake. And... <laughs> <laughs> like, pubs called the Dog and Duck and stuff. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> and everybody drank pints, and you thought that the uncle was, like, Uncle Monty. From oh, yeah. with Neil and I. <laughs> oh, he will have yeah, you whether like, you want it or not. Yeah, this estate agent 
uh, found these houses that would like eat people and it was part of some ancient conspiracy and they had ley lines remember mm. that it all tied into ley lines the druids the druids and there was like a stone <laughs> monster no a wooden sculpture thing that came to life it was very wicker man yeah but i will say the wicker man have you seen the original wicker man do you know yes in fact i watched it very recently because one of the one of the best things in my opinion in my personal life to come out of this quarantine is that now there is a Logan family film club, which is me and my mum and my brother who lives in Toronto. Every week we all choose a film and we each watch the film and then we all have a Skype chat and like talk about the film. And you have to vote on how good you think the film was and everybody brings like trivia about the film and stuff. And the first one that we did was The Wicker Man. Oh, and so I watched it very like recently. It? Yeah, everybody loved it. It was like a lot weirder than I remembered. Yeah, that's like, a bit where it, she's... Like naked, naked banging, dancing on the fucking room, and it's not even her yeah. singing. And in and fact, it's a also lot of, not her butt. Yeah, and a lot of the film is her is is dubbed as well. Yeah, because she really, had a very heavy accent, right? She's got like a Swedish accent. She couldn't really speak English. Yeah, such a bizarre film. I think that my two favorite horror films are The Wicker Man and Rosemary's Baby. Ooh. Like, I just think they're both perfect. They're both so good. I didn't like it that much. Oh, I, I did think it, it was good, though. I thought it was very creepy, and I liked how downbeat the ending was. Yeah. I guess Rosemary's Baby as well. That, like, in a lot of horror films, you get this, like, a catharsis at the end where things can't get back to normal at the end. Like, the police come, and the killer gets caught, and it's okay. But, like, in both of those films, that doesn't happen. I guess, nope. spoiler for a film from 1973 or whatever. But yeah, no, it was good. We watched it just recently. And actually, the one that we watched this week was Silence of the Lambs. Oh, God, such a brilliant film as well. Such a brilliant book. It's really good. I know, that book Um, is so good. This book is perfect. It's so mad. We're having a... Well, we're not having a similar thing. My mum, who, like, only really ever would read, like, Maeve Binchy or, like, uh, sort of semi-satirical books about teaching. My mum, on my recommendation... How many of them can there be? (laughs) <laughs> more than you'd think or like <laughs> celebrity autobiographies okay um she on my recommendation bought the entire wolf hall series wow at the start at the start of it and i talked to her the, the other day and she's like loving it and then also i told them to watch the national theater version of frankenstein that was up on for free on youtube and i also loved that wow yeah so and my mom said just need a bit of a push of like push. what's out there mm-hmm. My mum said, I've never even read the Frankenstein books, as if it's like Poirot. <laughs> and there's like a whole series. Frankenstein of, series. <laughs> Frankenstein across various frozen tundra, solving crimes. Frankenstein goes to space. <laughs> Frankenstein goes to Butlins. <laughs> this doctor is a very strange man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, let's anyway, get so on with then books. we had this travesty, oh, no. The Dead Girlfriend. By R.L. Yeah. Stein, which had, our copy has this metallic cover that you like. So this, again, so we've already had characters called Anne-Marie, and we've had two characters in these books called Logan. And in this book, we have a character called Anne, and, called Annie. And my wife is called Anne-Marie, but she goes by Annie. And my surname is Logan. We are it definitely being fucking trolled in these books. I'm not <laughs> kidding. 
And then, of course, we have Parry later on. Yeah. Wild. All... Anyway, so this one was about Annie, who meets tall, handsome Jonathan Morgan. He's gorgeous, but bad news. And his last girlfriend died in really mysterious circumstances. <sighs> That's it. That's the review of the book. Jonathan's ex-girlfriend might be dead, but she isn't gone. Which really wasn't about the dead girlfriend, this book. No. No, it wasn't. It was about a monstrous person. Yeah. It was all the bad robot sign tropes in a wanna. Yeah. It was... I'm going to say this is like one of the ultimate Robot Stein books. It's not the worst. Isn't it? <laughs> do you not remember the bit? Do you not remember the bit where she goes into her house and she feels a hand on her shoulder and then she realizes that it's a cat? <laughs> so how, <laughs> how does that work? Because I'm picturing a cat with little human hands. Or even yeah, full-sized human hands. Like a normal-sized cat, but full-sized human hands. I'm imagining little doll hands on the end of, like, a paw. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did know I was staying at my friend's house once, and I was in her spare room, and I looked down the side of the bed to find a plug to plug my phone in, and shrieked, and I thought I was going to shit myself, because there was a hand, but it was like a doll hand. <laughs> And it had oh somehow fallen down the side of the bed. Oh. <laughs> this morning I got up and went to the bathroom, kind of like bleary-eyed. Um, and on my way, I kicked uh, what felt like a small animal. Um, and I almost... Was it David? It was, it was David's socks <laughs> balled up. And <laughs> I just found their way into the hall. But last year we had mice and one like in in a room with four adults and a dog one just ran out one day in the middle of the day and david stood on it by accident so i oh, thought no, i had was it okay yeah fucked off right as you please oh well <laughs> it, it was fine um but yeah i thought the mouse would come again but no it's just a fucking sock they're cheeky was it did your friend not say that she had a mouse in her flat and one day she walked into her bedroom and the mouse was just sitting on her pillow <laughs> Someone they don't, did. Get, they don't give a fuck, honestly. Mice just don't care. We had mice in our old place, and I was like, well, it's fine. They're not really bothering us. Um, and then you one day we were watching a film. Ages. Yeah, at one point we had 13 traps down on the kitchen floor, which was about a 10-foot square, and we were still not catching them. Um, and then yeah, one day I looked over, and they were just... They were gambling. They were basically like fucking on the kitchen floor, and I was like, no, that's it. You've, I'm sorry. You've got to move out. <laughs> This is not working out for me anymore. They think it's their flat and they're like, why are these big giants in our house? <laughs> well, they can pay the rent. <laughs> well, good point. <laughs> Maybe they were paying the rent to their mouse landlord. I hope so. Well, you didn't get any of that money. And then to, as the final nail in the coffin of our sanity, we did Nightmare Hair, Truth or Die. Which is even hate. worse even worse than the initiation. I thought it was kind of fun. I, do you know what I think the thing is with these Nightmall hair books? I think every time I read one, I just close my eyes and watch in my imagination the entirety of the film Urban Legend. <laughs> Isn't that most days for you? I mean, yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> thinking about right now. Oh, Pacey, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. I think that's why I like them, because it's like I've had a completely different experience. 
within my See, own imagination. I actually engage with what's on the page, um, and that's really bad. That's where you're going wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't with know what books. I'm doing. Don't do that. Yeah, idiot. Foolish. <laughs> Stupid. It was. Like yeah, that. it was. It was garbage, and there was it was further besmirched my name by having a parry character parry. who was just like living beige. Parry more. Um, parry, oh, parry nightmare hair. Um, and it was just rubbish and then they did some shit dares and some shit truths and then uh, a boy was there for no reason and it was awful. And they had this weirdly elaborate scheme where they would play truth or dare but they would write them all on bits of paper and then lock them in a box and then put the key in an envelope and then write their names on the envelope. It's not necessary. That's like, that's me playing games, isn't it? That's, they're inventing admin because they want to be playing an admin game. Play an admin game. Play theme hospital. It's fine. Do you know what I've literally just remembered? Speaking of admin games, as a child, I had a game that was a post office game. Oh, nice. Where you had, it was like a, like a suitcase, little plastic child suitcase, and you would open it. And then it was like a post office counter. And you could like do stamps and stamp, I don't know, put little rubber stamps on people's pension books and I was the worst fucking child. <laughs> oh, that sounds adorable. I was just really laughing at child suitcase for some reason. <laughs> I used to love games like that. Do you know what my favorite game as a child that I just made up? Is I had lots of like little knickknacks and ornaments in my room, like little those like little ceramic animals and like little forever friends and whatever else kids have. And my, if my friend was around, we would play shops, which was you would each get a little child suitcase and you would fill it with the little ornaments. And then we would sit on the stairs for some reason, like one on a higher step and one on a lower step. And we would agree to swap various items. For what purpose, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bartering. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's what I was playing as a kid. Um, and I only remember this because the friend, best friend I had when I was three who lived on my street was then my best friend in high school as well. And her mum reminded us of this one day. We had a game called Jump Over the Etch Sketch. Where I wonder we just... what that consisted of. <laughs> Let me walk you through it. <laughs> <laughs> Did, is, the, is the title like a decoy? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with, no. We drew a picture on it and then we just jumped over it. And can you guess how it ended? Did you land on it and break it? I landed on the Etch Sketch. <laughs> And that was the end of the oh, game. Oh, no. So. <laughs> that was very much how most of my childhood games went. Oh, Heather broke it. <laughs> Do you know what me and my brother spent hours playing? Is you would get a ball, like a football, and imagine like the garage door. So you would open the garage door so it was up, like parallel to the ground. And then one of us would go in the garage, put the football on the top, and obviously it was slightly tilted, so then the ball would roll down, and you had to try and catch the ball before it shut, touched the floor. Oh fucking hours we spent playing that game what's wrong with you i don't know we had like <laughs> actual toys but we just like... wanted to play that do you know this happened to us we went around to our little nephews for his birthday and like stood at the opposite side of the garden from them and annie had got him this like very fancy present but then just as a complete last minute thing got some balloons and they spent about an hour playing with the balloons like filling up the balloons from the tap and like if you filled the balloon to different sizes it would burst quicker or longer fucking out didn't even look at the expensive present child and cat 
that's the two genres of people who will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just aren't interested in the thing. No. <laughs> Ridiculous. When, I mean, when we were kids, my brother used to spend more time playing with the box that the toy came in than the actual yep. toy. Yeah. I wonder if kids, well, I guess kids are still like that. Now they make a YouTube video of the box. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. where we're going wrong. <laughs> okay, so should we do... Let's compare. Comparisons. So shall I go from the top? And yes. are we deciding which is the best? Yeah. Okay, what's best out of... Do I need to ask? The accident or the... Obviously the accident. The accident's Obviously. best. Okay, out of The Cunning Man or The Boy Next Door? Actual good book. <sighs> Cunning Man? Beach party or of oh. is it obvious? Oh, I don't. I'm really loath to say beach party is the better, know, but it can't be worse than demon, can it? Um, it's at least ooh. shorter. Well, do you know what? We could just say both are bad, and also and have House of Bones and hide and seek on the good pile. I love how you that. just changed the rules. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, I've, we've just made up the game, so we might as well change the rules. So these are both going in good. Yeah, that's House of Bones and hide and seek. Hide and seek. And we've got the dead girlfriend and truth or die. Uh, dead girlfriend's gonna have to go in the pile. The good pile. Okay. So, what's what do you prefer, the cunning man or the accident? Accident. Okay. House of Bones or hide and seek? Mm. Hide and seek is a better book. Yeah, I think. Okay then. So, House of Bones or the dead girlfriend? House of Bones. If we're going to put Dead Girlfriend in the good pile, it has to go at the bottom of the good pile. Yeah. Do you want the Cunning Man or the Dead Girlfriend? The Cunning Man's better. Okay. The Dead Girlfriend or Truth or Die? Uh, The Dead Girlfriend. (laughs) Okay. What's happening? Truth or Die or Beach Party? You just Uh, hated Truth or Die so much. I did. Yeah. Beach Party is better somehow. (laughs) <laughs> it was more fun. Okay, truth or die or demon? That's oh, that's a rock and a hard place. That's Sophie's choice. That is. Um, I Isn't demon was just Sophie's so long. That they're both. She wants them both, not that she doesn't want them both. This is Sophie's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want demon. Demon right to the bottom. Okay, demon to the bottom. Okay, demon or the boy next door. <laughs> the boy next to door. Okay, demon or the initiation? What is going on on this system? Um, demon's worse. Okay, so in that case, from... Hang on, if I show you this order, are you happy with this? And then we'll do a proper countdown. Um, am I happy with that? Oh my God, what an absolute shit do, show do, we've got. Do, do, do. Again, do, I've tried to do Top of the Pops and I've done Countdown. Do, do, <laughs> do, 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 do. I think number one and two are contentious. Yeah, should we swap them? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, and then should we okay. swap two and three? Um, yes. Bump yeah, that call. one down a little bit. Okay, are you ready? Do you want well, to I do, do the... this? Is the, this is, you can do the top of the pops music and I'll okay. do from 10 to 1. I was like, what are okay. the numbers again? English is my first language, I should tell you. At number 10 of the goodest point horrors, we have Demon by Samantha Lee. At number 9, Nightmare Hall, The Initiation by Diane Ho. 
At number eight, The Boy Next Door by Sinclair Smith. At number seven, Nightmare Hall, Nightmare Hair, Truth or Die by Diane Ho. At number six, Beach Party by R.L. Stein. Number five, The Dead Girlfriend by R.L. Stein. Number three, no, four. <laughs> <laughs> The Cunning Man by Celia Reese. Number three, The Accident by Diane Ho. Number two, House of Bones by Graham Masterton. Masterton. And number one, Hide and Seek by Jane McFan. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Are we doing the pointiest or should we do the good baddest? Um, I feel like it's going to be so obvious. I think we should just do a top three for the good baddest because I feel like the boy next door clearly is the good baddest. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, what else would it be? Yeah, good point. I mean, Beach Party was pretty <laughs> good, but I mean, R.L. Steinmans are always good, bad, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Beach Party was pretty good, bad. I thought the so initiation what? was pretty good, bad. What do you think? Oh, really? Really? So are other options for good, bad? Hide and seek, not good, bad. House nope. of Bones? Good, bad? Mm, no, it was just good. The I mean, accident, it was a bit good, good bad. bad. It was mm. a bit good, bad. The accident, good, bad? Mm, I don't know. What do you think? Not really. I think it's going to have to be the initiation. Oh, was okay. that good, bad? Was how, House of Bones was good, badder. Like, it was so silly. That is true, yeah, it was ridiculous. You get sucked into the wall. Like, it's so (laughs) ridiculous. Okay, so in that case, are you ready for our top three good, bad? Go on. Are you going to do the music? Oh, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
Yay! <laughs> we've really had some fucking honkers this series. I feel like we've had some quite fun ones as well, some quite like unexpected ones. I guess because we've got past the sort of ones that we remember, because we started out with like the ones that we remembered more and the ones mm. that more people had read, and now we're kind of getting into the more strange ones. The deep cuts. But can you believe we've still got enough point horrors to do another full season? Oh my god. Because the thing is, there's a lot of other 90s teen horror out there. We haven't even touched on the world of bad horror films. And there are so many that I want to do. I want to do Urban Legend. I want to do I Know What You Did Last Summer. I don't think we can do Scream because it's too self-aware. So you can't really Mm -hmm. discuss it because it knows what it is. Whereas I think we need to do them. Urban Legend, definitely. You love Urban Legend. I love it so much. Like, it's just the perfect level of shit, I think. (laughs) In my opinion. It's it's this sacred balance of shitness. uh, One thing I'm really excited about doing next series is Pool Party. Yes! Because we've been gifted Pool Party, and I'm so excited about it. Do you think it's going to be so queer? Because that other Linda (gasps) Cargill one was so queer. I really hope... Yes, it's the gayness we all need and want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll have to. I think we'll be doing some more Unleashed next season. Yeah, we've got more um, Unleashed. Heather will be thrilled to know we've got some more Nightmare Hair. <laughs> really hate them. <laughs> we've even got a few of the classics that we haven't done yet. We've got Driver's Dead, John oh Peter yeah. Orangis. Yeah. Remember he brought us the yearbook. What the fuck is his problem? Yeah. (laughs) Most of his Ivy League education. (laughs) Um, And then what we... Okay, so between now and next series, we'll of course have like uh, the Patreon bonus ones going. Mm -hmm. And we've got uh, Losing Christina 3. Which is, it started out, there was the snow and the... Fire? Is that right? No, the snow and yeah. the ice. Fog. fog. The fog. Sorry, the the yeah. snow and the fog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we've got. Is it the fire? Is the third one? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we're gonna do. We've got a goosebumps one, which looks absolutely fucking terrible. <gasps> What's it called? Um, Something ludicrous. It, it came. What, what from is it? Under the sink. It came from under the sink, or it, came, it. Yeah, I think it might be that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't even begin to think what could be under the sink. It's just bleach. Bleach (laughs) kills everyone. All sponges that you're like, I know I should throw these away, but I can't be bothered to buy new ones. A whole new life form has appeared. Um, And then we're going to do the Forbidden Game. Yes. Series as well. Special listener request, the Forbidden Game. Yes. Hi, Julianne. Requested the Forbidden Game. In fact, I thought we'd done them, but it was Dark Visions. Yeah, and I've also LJ Smiths. Yeah, I've got another LJ Smith book that we haven't done yet, which is about vampires, I think. Oh. Anyway, what I'm saying is there's going to be good shit. Mm -hmm. And also, when everyone else is taking a break from us, (laughs) you don't get one, Patreons. (laughs) (laughs) Because we keep doing the episodes even when everyone else is on a break. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. If you are a person who wants more of this, and why would you? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I see you were trying to give me a really easy lead in there and I didn't yeah. take it at all. Yeah. Um, it just lay there had... on the floor like a fish. Because <laughs> I've had a gin. Um, I poured a gin and tonic yesterday and I was drinking this drink for 20 minutes before I realised there was no gin in it. Oh, <laughs> no. This tastes weird and somehow not as deep a flavour as I'm used to. Anyway, um, yeah, you can uh, become a Patreon and um, get all of our... Uh, access to all of our old episodes and all of the new ones that are coming up and also there's quite a lot now eh? there's like 15 or 16 of them i think there's more i think we've been doing it for like a couple of years in july so quite a lot um i know i know don't think about it um don't think about what it's doing to our brains (laughs) you can go to patreon.com slash teenage screen pod um and yeah you'll get no it's teenage screen podcast podcasts (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) No more gin. <laughs> Look, just find the fucking thing. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, and where, where else can people get us? Kirsten? Just find it. Not that hard. <laughs> no, we're on Instagram at teenagegreen underscore. And on, no, wait, that's the word we're at. Instagram at teenagegreenpod and on Twitter at teenagegreen underscore. It's 20 past four on a Monday, and that's how much I'm already done. <laughs> I am so done for today. I've really achieved very little today. I've sent a few emails and written a very tiny amount, but I'm done. I'm going to go and have a bath now, and that's it. I'm finished. Yeah. Can I be earnest for a second yes. and say, we, like everyone else, should be giving ourselves a break? I agree. Right now. So, yeah. I feel like all that is expected of us right now is to just maintain. Yep. Just make it Stay through. healthy, stay happy. Yep. Stay healthy physically and mentally as much as you can. That's all anybody can be expected to do right now. Be kind. That's yep. it. And if it is helpful for you to have a little bit of ludicrous wiffle waffle and listen to episodes, then we have uh, a full 60 episodes of this nonsense. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Feel free to be... revisit if you wish. <laughs> We'll be uh, figuring out when season seven will start. Yeah, because we'll you all know we don't know what's happening either. So you know, <laughs> if this continues, we can record the next season as we are now, like over the internet rather than in person. We'll just see. We'll just see what happens. Like everyone. Also, we do have jobs, so <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we have to do actual work. <laughs> I can't. I hate it. <laughs> I do have a book due at the end of the year, but fuck it, it's fine. I'm against all of it, but yeah. we do have to do it. We do have bills um, to pay. But before long, we will return. We shall. And we will miss you. Keep in touch. Heather does an excellent job on the social media. We love a bit of the chit-chat on the social media. And also, it gives us an excuse to procrastinate on our proper work. Yeah, which is Yay! awesome. Yay! Help us procrastinate! <laughs> <laughs> Bye, pal. Bye! Bye!